0: the International Soccer Preview, we are Soccer Files Canada. Welcome to Series 20, looking at the groups and teams of the 2023 African Cup, played in Ivory Coast in January 2024. This episode is looking at Group E, Tunisia, Mali, South Africa, and Namibia. Here we go. It's the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada Series 20. I'm Kevin. And
1: I'm Connor. And today we are looking at Group E for the African Cup 2023 Tournament. This group is made up of Tunisia, Mali, South Africa, and Namibia.
0: Uh, yeah, we usually get some information about our past, present, and future media casts at this point. Uh, But if you want that, we'll direct you to the video on our YouTube homepage, which covers that information, and the address for YouTube watchers is on the screen. Uh, For listeners and for watchers both, it is uh, also in the show notes.
1: Yeah, for now, we'll just say that we are currently focused on the 2023 African and Asian Cups, both being played in January 2024. And uh, we are producing this group and team series, as well as a player series for each. Right, uh, so
0: uh, let's take a look
1: at it here. Yeah, so this series previews the groups and teams for the African Cup 2023, which somewhat confusingly takes place in January 2024. And we're changing our usual format here because we did a full series for the 2021 African Cup, which was played in January 2022.
0: Yeah, so there were the uh, uh, there we did the usual overviews of World and African Cups, as well as a look at their local cup history. And that series featured a deep dive into the team's history in the African Cup Finals. And uh, as always, it also examined the recent history of the teams.
1: So we think it's a bit too much to repeat that every two years. So in this series, we're only going to do that for the teams that were not involved in the 2021 African Cup. For those that were, we'll provide links and even uh, times in the show notes so that they can be easily reviewed.
0: Yes, and uh, actually, we have two teams here that weren't part of the African Cup. Um, uh, yeah, uh, but for the other two teams, Tunisia and Mali, who were involved, we're going to give just a summary of their history, but we will take a look at their recent history uh, in detail. Yeah, well, why don't we look at the three sections of this media cast in outline? Okay, uh, in part one, we're going to introduce the countries, giving the location and the population of each.
1: Yeah, for part two, we'll do an overview of each team's history in recent form. So, uh, as Kevin said, in the case of teams that did appear in the previous African Cup, which was Tunisia and Mali, this will be a summary with links in the show notes to the full version history done in 2021. And for South Africa and Namibia, uh, who we didn't cover in the previous tournament, we'll give an overview of their world, regional, and local histories with a deep dive into their history in the African Cup Finals.
0: Right, and uh, part three will be a comparison of the teams in terms of their rankings, head-to-head records, and, uh, well, we don't have odds here, so uh, we'll end with a discussion of their prospects and our predictions. All right, Um, are you
1: ready to move on, or anything that'll get us into this group?
0: Yeah, I think uh, my African, my calf colors uh, uh, will get us into this group. Does it inspire you?
1: I am inspired by your layering of red, yellow, and green. Very
0: impressive. (laughs) All right. Well, let's uh, go and uh, on to part one, where we will just introduce the countries and their uh, population. Yeah, so the first uh, country is Tunisia.
1: Um, Their soccer nickname is the Carthage Eagles. Um, Tunisia has a population of 12.5 million people, and it's a small country in the north central Sahara, sticking out into the Mediterranean Sea and actually occupying the northernmost point of the continent. All right, and uh, on to our second team, Mali. Mali's nickname is the Eagles, so very similar to Tunisia there. It has a population of 23.3 million, and Mali is a large landlocked uh, West Saharan country. Um, It borders seven others, including the host nation, Ivory Coast, to the south. Okay. Uh, Team number three, South Africa. Yeah, their nickname is Bafana Bafana, which is Zulu for the boys, the boys. Uh, South Africa's population is 60 and a half million, which ranks it sixth in Africa. And it's a large country that occupies the southernmost part of the continent. So the total opposite of Tunisia. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And uh, team number four is Namibia. Yes, their nickname is the Brave Warriors. Namibia has a population of just 2.6 million people. Uh, It's actually quite large geographically, but has one of the smallest populations on mainland Africa. Uh, And it's located in southwest Africa, um, a neighbor of South Africa. It actually used to be part of South Africa. And it has a long
0: coastline on the Atlantic Ocean. All right, uh, okay, well, let's look at those uh, four countries in, uh, in comparison to each other. Yeah, so starting with the largest country, it is South Africa um,
1: with 60.5 million people. Um, again, one of the largest in the continent. Um, next is Mali with 23 and a half million. Um, kind of a mid-sized uh, African country there in terms of population. Uh, following them is Tunisia with 12.5 million people. So that's roughly half the size of what Mali is. And then uh, finally, we have Namibia, um, with uh, 2.6 million people, um, the smallest country in this group.
0: Okay, did you say 12.5 million for for, uh, Tunisia? That's correct, yeah. All right, there it is, all uh, graphically laid out. Connor, what do you think? Perfect. All right. For listeners, we have the size of the flags representing the population of the country. Okay, so that's actually quite mathematical. Uh, Tunisia is half the size of Mali, which is basically half the size of South Africa, roughly. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe again the smallest out of all of them. Yeah, and I gotta say I'm a bit surprised by the population of Namibia given the size of the country. Is it mostly desert? Uh, do you know or the the um... What do they call it? Bushland?
1: It is mostly desert. Um, Yeah. So um, most of the population lives in the capital, which is on the kind of near the coast. Um, But I am surprised too, just because it used to be part of South Africa, but uh, a lot less densely populated.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to part two uh, where we start looking at the team. So we're going to begin with uh, Tunisia. And because we did cover Tunisia in the uh, 2020, one African Cup a couple of years ago, Um, we're going to leave a link in the show notes if you want uh, more details on that, but uh, we're just going to do a summary, and uh, uh, both a summary of their recent performance and a closer look at it. So um, maybe I'll take it away with the summary and you do the recent performance? Sounds good. Okay, well we are talking uh, in terms of strength, Uh, Tunisia is a first to second tier team In their uh, regularity in reaching the World Cup, we'd have to say they're a top team, having been at the World Cup Finals six times. Uh, This consists of their first qualification in 1978, then three in a row from 1998 to 2006, and then two recent appearances, uh, uh, which we will look at. However, they have never passed a group stage of the World Cup. Uh, They finished in the top four in six African Cups with second place finishes in 1965 and 1996 and a single title win when they hosted in 2004. But they've struggled since, usually reaching the quarterfinals, um, but fourth place in in 2019 was their best finish uh, over what is um, more like a second tier uh, period there. So they delved even lower when they failed to reach uh, five tournaments in a row from 1984 to 1992 and had a similar run uh, from 1968 to 1974, although um, that was due mostly to not entering. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I'll discuss their recent performance. So prior to reaching the World Cup in 2018, they had a long period that was not so much weak but unglorious. They came close to reaching the World Cup and usually finished at the quarter-final stage of the African Cup, reaching it consistently. But that World Cup qualification was followed by a fourth-place finish in the 2019 African Cup, uh, their best result since 2004, and then by another World Cup qualification. It still lacks glory as they were knocked out of the group stage of the World Cup, uh, but it is an improvement.
0: Okay, and uh, we're going to take a close look at their recent performances, starting from the uh, uh, last African Cup. Actually, um, the African Cup was in January, so I think we should cover that before uh, the Arab Cup there.
1: Sure, so starting with the African Cup, um, Tunisia had a really commanding performance in qualifying. Uh, They suffered one draw in Tanzania, but otherwise beat, uh, beat them at home and beat Libya and Equatorial Guinea twice to finish comfortably in first place. Um, at the uh, African Cup, um, they actually were grouped with Mali, who they are again here. Uh, Mali won the group and beat Tunisia in the opener. Um, that was a bizarre, um, probably a story worth mentioning here. Yeah. Um, in any case, uh, Tunisia then beat Mauritania before losing to um, surprise minnows Gambia. Um, But their one-win wasn't up to advance from the group stage. There, they then upset Nigeria in the round of 16 before losing to Burkina Faso for a quarter-final exit.
0: Yeah, that's right. And let's go back to that uh, uh, group stage. It was a pretty exciting group stage, especially that odd game between Tunisia and Mali, uh, because it uh, was (laughs) baffling behavior by the referee, who later said he had uh, a heat stroke or something. He uh, blew the game to a close uh, early, twice actually, uh, in, at the, in the 85th minute and then uh, 20 seconds before the end of regulation time. And he also gave an unwarrant, uh, unwarrantedly hard red card in between. Um, so the ball was in play uh, actually only for 17 minutes of the second half there. Um, quite a game.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing that. And, uh, of course, the Tunisians who were down a goal to Mali were, were confused but mostly furious at, uh, at how things were proceeding when full time was blown before 90 minutes were on the clock. It was uh, quite bizarre.
0: Yeah, it really was a bit of a mess. And I can't remember exactly, but I think he called them out to finish the game, but they refused because some of them were in, in ice cube baths or, or <laughs> yeah. something like that. So it was quite the drama.
1: Yeah, and we'll get to see Tun- Tunisia and Mali play uh, play again, so that'll kind of add
0: a, a bit of an undercurrent to their meeting in this group. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that'll bring a bit of drama to it. Anyway, uh, that win over Nigeria uh, in the round of 16, as you said, a bit of a surprise, and uh, another quarterfinal finish for Tunisia there. Um, we do look at the local cup uh, for these teams, but uh, actually the North African teams don't have one, However, they do take part uh, in the Arab Cup, and there was an Arab Cup in 2021, so we're gonna look at that one.
1: Yeah, so um, this was a combination of African and Asian teams. Um, Tunisia won their group, um, beating Mauritania and the United Arab Emirates, but actually losing to Syria. Um, However, it it was still enough for them to top the group on goal difference. Uh, In the quarterfinals, they beat Oman, in the semifinals, they beat uh, Egypt before losing to North African neighbours Algeria in pen- uh, Sorry, in extra time in the final. Uh, that one was nil-nil um, before Algeria scored twice in extra time to win it.
0: Yeah, both of those games, uh, the semifinal, uh, they won on a goal, actually on an Egyptian own goal, uh, at 90 plus 5. And... Um, Uh, And, of course, then uh, extra time with Algeria. So that was a pretty exciting tournament.
1: Yeah, and a good, uh, you know, there's a lot of strong teams there. Um, So good for them to get all the way to the final.
0: Yeah. Uh, Okay. And uh, that was a kind of uh, good preparation for them for the World Cup in uh, 2022. Uh, But we'll cover qualifying and the finals uh, because I've already given it away, Connor, they reached the finals. Yeah.
1: Well, they, um, they did qualify relatively comfortably. Um, they won all their home games. Um, and their only loss was a 1-0 loss to Equatorial Guinea who, uh, on the road. Equatorial Guinea finished second behind them. Um, but then they had a playoff, actually, to decide who would go to the World Cup. And who did they meet but Mali. Um, so a lot of reason, history. Uh, Tunisia won 1-0 on the road, but then uh, tied 0-0 at home. Um, so that single goal was actually enough um, for Tunisia to go through. And the, and the the goal itself, the goal that sent Tunisia to the World Cup, was a bizarre one um, where it was actually um, an, a strong back pass from Mali's Musa Sasako um, where he played the ball into his own net and he actually got later got sent off. So the one goal was kind of a freak own goal, um, but that decided this, the uh, series.
0: Yeah, that poor uh, Musa Sasako probably had the, the worst game of his life. Uh, uh, yeah, a back pass that went into his own net. And four minutes later, in an unrelated uh, incident, actually, or maybe related because he was uh, uh, thrown off his game, but uh, he uh, fouled a player breaking into the top of the box and, and got a red card. So a day that he, w- he would like to forget, I'm sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um...
1: Yeah. So once again, Tunisia and Mali throwing up bizarre set of circumstances, and we'll see what happens when they meet here. Yeah. But uh, the long and short of it is that Tunisia did qualify for the World Cup. They're sixth, as you had mentioned. Um, they started with a draw against Denmark. Uh, then they lost to Australia, uh, probably a game they needed to win. Um, in fact, they were out actually after the, um, essentially out after uh, that second game. But they did beat France in their final match. France were already through. Tunisia were already out. Um, but uh, a glorious win for Tunisia against their, their former colonizing power. Right.
0: And uh, pretty interesting there. Uh, Wabi Khazri got the goal. I, I, I think he may be retiring from the team. So it was a bit of a, uh, a swan song for him. Uh, but then France scored an equalizer on the last kick of the game. And uh, uh, it was ruled out by VAR. Uh, after everyone thought that the game has ended. It's actually kind of interesting to go back and look at that, probably one of the uh, toughest VAR calls ever. And I believe it was actually in one of the first games ever ruled by um, an officiating set of women. So it was kind of unfortunate for them that they had such a tough uh, decision to make.
1: Yeah, I I, I do recall that. Um... I mean, I guess in the end, France topped the group, and Tunisia were not denied a win. So it probably worked out well that the goal was ruled
0: out. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it didn't uh, it didn't uh, make a big difference to the standings. Okay, uh, well then we move on now to the uh, how they qualified for this cup. This is the last uh, kind of campaign they had, and how did they get here?
1: Um, they got here once again on the strength of their home form, winning all three games. Um, they actually split the series with Equatorial Guinea, um, as they had in uh in qualifying for the for the twenty twenty-one African Cup, uh, both teams winning at home. And Equatorial and Tunisia were actually tied in first place with thirteen points, uh, but the other two teams, Botswana and Libya, only had four points. And with the top two going through, it was a pretty uh pretty much a walk in the park for those two teams.
0: Yeah, Tunisia taking first place on goal difference. But uh, uh, yeah, kind of an interesting uh, history with Equatorial Guinea too. Um, okay, well, there uh, we'll have to see then how they do in the uh, finals of this cup. I'm not sure which game it is against Mali. They played in the first game uh, last time, but uh, that'll be an interesting meeting. Yeah, for sure. Okay, and we do move on to uh, Mali, who also made the Cup in 2021. So we'll just be doing uh, the summary and uh, recent performance for them. So uh, in terms of strength, Mali is a third-tier team in World Cup play and in early African Cup play, but a second-tier team in the African Cup, uh, especially since the turn of the century. So they've never reached a World Cup and their weakness there is actually quite inconsistent with their African Cup uh, performances. Only in 2014 did it catch up, that's their World Cup uh, performances, did it catch up with their competitive performances in the African Cup. Um, They finished in the top half of the table, uh, I believe for the first time in 2014. African Cup play was also weak from their first entry in 1965. Uh, all the way up until 2000, reaching the finals only one time in 1972. Uh, But they made the best of it there with a second-place finish. Uh, From 2002, they have qualified with remarkable consistency, uh, failing to do so only once in 2006. uh, Ironically, that result was based on their World Cup qualifying campaign. Uh, as in 1972, they have impressed uh, in the African Cup once there, uh, not only passing the group stage more than half the time, but finishing in the top four uh, four times. So two third-place finishes in 2012 and 2013 are their best recent results.
1: All right, so I'll look at their recent performance. Uh, Molly suffered a bit of a lull after those two third-place finishes reaching only the group stage of the next two tournaments and regressing back to week, a weak campaign in the 2018 World Cup. But since then, they've swung upward by passing the group stage of the African Cup, reaching the semifinals of their local Wafu Cup, either best ever finish in the competition, and earning their best World Cup result in 2002, um, finally looking like a second tier team uh, in that competition as well.
0: Yeah, that was uh, 2022. Um... There, So looking a bit better in the World Cup and we'll actually be taking a closer look at that one as we go through the recent tournaments and we begin with the uh, most recent Wafu Nations Cup so uh, West African Football uh, Union I guess um, uh, Do you maybe want to tell us uh, how they did in the tournament?
1: Sure, so in this tournament, there's a, a sorting round um, which puts teams into either a, a trophy um, or a plate Kind of path uh molly beat niger to uh go into the trophy round um and there it's a straight knockout where they beat sierra leone but then lost to host senegal um so they went out at the semi-final stage and there was no third place match
0: right okay and uh there was uh I, well we'll get through it because there was supposed to be a a wafu nations cup in 2021 but we'll We'll talk when we get there chronologically. And next comes the African Cup in 2021.
1: Yeah, so um, Mali were bested by Guinea, um, but consistency in winning all their games over Namibia and Chad, um, Chad were actually disqualified halfway through, uh, saw Mali actually finish first in the group. Um, That took them to the tournament. And as we saw, they beat Tunisia in their opener. They then tied Gambia and beat Mauritania, so finished uh, top of the group uh, on goal difference ahead of Gambia, and four points ahead of Tunisia, who they'll meet again. But in the round of 16, they met Equatorial Guinea, and after a 0-0 draw, uh, lost in a high-scoring shootout by a score of
0: 7-6. Yeah, all right, and uh, there in the uh, qualifying, we got a glimpse of their head-to-head with... Uh, Namibia, so uh, two wins over Namibia there. Uh, The next tournament is, uh, well, what's supposed to be the Wafu Nations Cup in 2021. Uh, That was scheduled, but actually never played. And then uh, nothing was scheduled for 2023. So that's uh, why we covered 2019 as the last edition uh, of that cup. But uh, meanwhile, we move on to the World Cup 2022 qualifying campaign.
1: Yeah, so Mali showed excellent consistency uh, really once again. Um, it, they suffered a draw in Uganda, but otherwise beat Kenya and Rwanda twice and Uganda at home uh, to finish comfortably in first place. And then as we already saw, they uh, went into a playoff with Tunisia, but the unfortunate Musa Sasako scoring the... Uh, the own goal on the back pass was all that separated the sides, so Mali narrowly missed out on a very first World Cup appearance.
0: Yes, yes, really close uh, um, uh, to kind of uh, improve their World Cup uh, record there. Uh, but that was a good finish nonetheless, and uh, let's move on to their most recent campaign which was qualifying for this cup.
1: Uh, once again, uh, consistency was the story for Mali. They did lose in uh, away in Gambia, but otherwise beat them at home, as well as beating Congo and South Sudan twice. Um, so they're 15 points, saw them finish five ahead of Gambia
0: and qualify with them for this African Cup. Right, so they look uh, in consistent form coming into this Cup. And uh, there we have Mali. So we move on to our third team, uh, South Africa. And in the case of South Africa, we're going to do the kind of the full deal here because they did not qualify uh, for the 2021 African Cup. And so uh, let's start with um, uh, a uh, look at their participation and their overall strength. All right. Take it away.
1: So South Africa's tournament history begins with them as one of the four founding members of CAF, which is a confederation of African football. Uh, Only those members, uh, the other members were Sudan, Ethiopia, and Egypt, took part in the very first African Cup in 1957. However, South African law would only allow an all-white or an all-black team. It led to either the other members disqualifying them or South Africa dropping out. Um, History on it is actually not entirely clear. Uh, They were expelled from CAF and a FIFA ban then followed. They played in no tournaments until the apartheid policy was repealed in 1991. From 1994, uh, they then began competing in World Cup and African Cup, and have never missed an addition since. Their local group is COSAFA, which is a Council of Southern African Football Associations, which was formed in 1997 and consists of 14 nations. South Africa did not enter the first tournament in 1997, but have never failed to participate otherwise.
0: Yeah, and just an overview of uh, their strengths, South Africa came out of their apartheid band, uh, a top-tier team in Africa, but have dwindled uh, to a second and sometimes even third-tier team since. So they won the second African Cup they entered in 1996. And uh, if hosting seemed to be the reason for that success, uh, second place in 1998 showed otherwise. Uh, They remained strong, but declined steadily to 2010, Um, where they failed to reach the African Cup there and that period also saw them reaching um, uh, three of the four World Cups from uh, 1998 to 2010. Uh, So that was a good period but we see the decline uh, maybe beginning with the first host ever. Uh, They hosted the World Cup in 2010 and were the first host ever to fail to pass the group stage. Uh, they've failed to reach the World Cup since and have not come close actually. Um, African Cup shows some recovery with two quarter-final finishes since 2010, uh, but they've only reached three of the seven editions of the Cup um, uh, recently, and their local Kosafa Cup sees the same pattern since 2010. Despite being perennial hosts and nominally the strongest team in the region, they've reached the final only twice over the nine editions since 2010, although they did win it on both occasions. Okay, so uh, let's take a a little closer look at the uh, World Cup there, Connor.
1: Yeah, so in South Africa's first World Cup entry in 1994, they fell in the first round to Nigeria. However, they quickly became a regional power and qualified for the next two cups, uh, falling at the group stage in both. They did not qualify in 2006, but did by dint of being host in 2010. However, they became the first host to be knocked out at the group stage that year, and they've never qualified, uh, and or as we said, really come close since. They narrowly failed to reach the final playoff round in 2014, and were weak in the final round in 2018. All
0: right, well, the African Cup uh, shows the same pattern but begins with them in the first tournament in 1957 uh, where, as we saw, they were disqualified for their apartheid policies and then banned until their return in 1994. Uh, They failed to qualify for the first uh, cup in 1994. However, they hosted in 1996 and there seemed to be, I think, some resentment Uh, at play when quite a few teams withdrew from qualification, and defending champions Nigeria uh, withdrew from the Cup itself. Uh, Now we are going to look at the African Cup um, finals in detail, so perhaps we will uh, skip the overview and move on to um, to that deep dive.
1: All right. So um, emerging from their apartheid ban, they failed to reach the cup in 1994, but became hosts in 1996 when Kenya uh, proved unable to do so. Uh, South Africa beat Cameroon and Angola in their first two matches, uh, but lost to Egypt, uh, nevertheless finishing ahead of them in the group. Wins over Algeria, Ghana, and then in the final Tunisia, uh, earned them the title.
0: Yes, uh, and they proved that it wasn't just hosting as a source of their success because they finished uh, second in the 1998 edition, which took place in Burkina Faso. Uh, ties with Angola and Ivory Coast were unconvincing, but they did grow in strength as the tournament uh, progressed. A win over Namibia saw them through the group stage in second place, and a win over Morocco led them to the semi final where they beat uh, Congo DR in uh, extra time. Egypt who had handed them their first African cup finals loss uh, also delivered them their second in the final of this tournament so second place here.
1: South Africa suffered only a draw with Algeria in the 2000 uh, group stage and finished ahead of them. They then beat Ghana in the quarter final but lost to Nigeria in the semi-final with a win on penalties over Tunisia earning them third place.
0: Yes, and uh, their pattern of uh, finishing one step lower than the tournament before continued in 2002. Again, they passed the group stage in first uh, with wins over Ghana and Morocco, but uh, they lost to uh, host Mali uh, in the quarterfinals, Mali who they meet um, at the group stage in the upcoming tournament. In
1: 2004, which was hosted by Tunisia, They lost to Nigeria and tied Morocco to finish behind both, uh, failing now to pass the group stage. Uh, 2006 was that much worse, losing all games in the group stage to Guinea, Tunisia and Zambia. 2008 was a third group stage exit in a row, uh, better at the game level in that they tied Angola and Senegal, but it was the same result at the campaign level uh, where they finished last in the group stage on two points.
0: Right, the only lower they could go was to fail to reach the cup, and they did that in both uh, of the following editions in 2010 and 2012. Yeah, uh, they oh, no, I'm just gonna comment on that uh slow and
1: inexorable decline <laughs> from finals to uh knockout rounds, the like group stage to failure. So, uh,
0: yeah, it's so mathematically perfect that uh, it makes for good media casting you. <laughs> Right, uh, but they did return to the Cup in 2013, and that was by dint of hosting it. Uh, That advantage saw them undefeated in the group stage. Uh, They and Cape Verde combining to oust Morocco there in the group stage. Uh, But they once again fell to Mali in the quarterfinals, so a bit of an axe to grind with Mali, perhaps. Uh, This time it was on penalties, and... um, quarterfinals finals are pretty disappointing uh, finish for the tournament host. Yeah.
1: An undefeated qualifying campaign earned them passage to the next cup in 2015, but they only managed to draw with Senegal once there, uh, in a tough group, and finished last in the group behind Ghana and Algeria. Uh, failing to reach the cup in 2017, they then, they then again went undefeated in qualifying uh, in 2019 but again, lost two games the group stage, Ivory Coast and Morocco getting the better of them. However, a win over Namibia gave them a hardly deserved passage uh, to the newly minted round of 16. Uh, this was an expanded tournament uh, of 24 teams. Um, they were actually they actually finished fourth among the third place team to take the very last advancing spot. They seemed easy fodder for host Egypt, but they actually won that game on late on a late goal quite an upset there in the round of 16
0: yeah Egypt was very upset
1: yeah and then South Africa themselves were undone by a late goal in the quarterfinal match with Nigeria
0: right so uh, a good finish there and we'll see how they followed that up uh, in 2021 but we're going to leave that to our look at their recent uh, performance uh, we're going to go back and just take a quick look at their uh, local cup the uh, Kosafa cup is there uh, probably The uh, most successful local cup uh, in Africa, Um, so it's a group, of course, of Southern African teams, and um, they should at least reach the semi-finals there, given that they're uh, the strongest team in the region, nominally at least, and the strength of their competitors, which are mostly Um, I would say third-tier teams or below. Uh, However, South Africa's only won two of nine editions uh, from 2009 onwards. So again, um, we've mentioned that kind of weak period after 2010. Uh, Quarter-final finishes in the four editions from 2015, falling at the hands of Botswana Tanzania, Madagascar, and Botswana, again, shows a serious decline in this competition, especially considering that they, they hosted three of the four uh, tournaments there. Uh, however, a splinter of hope comes through uh, a title win in 2021. So I'm not sure, Connor, if they send their best players to this cup because for these local tournaments, uh, uh, a lot of teams just send locally based players. But um, what do you think?
1: Well, I mean, it's interesting because South Africa actually have a very strong local league. Certainly in that region, it would have to be the strongest. So, um, and a lot of good South African players have played on on local teams. So, you know, if they were using local players, you would still expect a better performance. Um, than what they've been showing.
0: Yeah, that's my feeling too, uh, well put there. Uh, all right, well let's move then on to the uh, uh, recent performance and we're gonna start with the uh, African Cup in 2021 so that we we saw uh, in 2019 they they had a good run in the finals there.
1: Yeah, but in 2021 it reverted back to disappointment They came in as a second seed, but were ousted by Sudan uh, in the final game. Uh, South Africa needed only a draw to advance, but lost in Sudan uh, 2-0, so finished third uh, in the group stage.
0: Wow, okay, not making the cup again. Uh, We'll see... um... The, well, obviously, they did make it in 2023, but we'll come back and see how they did that. Uh, we'll just kind of glance through the local cups because they have one every year. Uh, recently, uh, so 2021, they were the winners as hosts. They uh, usually host the tournament, they usually host the tournament every year now. Um, after that, then is their World Cup 2022 campaign. How did they do there?
1: Um So it was a much better performance in previous campaigns. Uh, They won all their home games um, over Ghana, Ethiopia, and Zimbabwe, and also won in Ethiopia. Um, In their last game against uh, Ghana, though, uh, they lost the game 1-0, and that uh, win for Ghana allowed them to leapfrog South Africa into first place, um, not even on goal difference where they were tied, um, but on goals scored. Ghana scoring one more and conceding one more than South Africa. Um, so it was just enough uh, to, for Ghana to uh, pip them at the end. Uh, that meant South Africa didn't qualify for the playoffs. Um, Ghana did instead. Um, so narrowly missing out um, on the final step within Africa.
0: Yeah, and not only was, uh, you know, missing out by such a narrow margin, uh, kind of teeth grindingly aggravating, but uh, the refereeing in the final game, I watched the highlights myself, and I'm not sure, uh, you know, South Africa went as far as calling it corrupt. Uh, I'm not sure I agree with that, but uh, uh, especially the penalty on which Ghana won was a pretty soft decision. Did you ever see the highlights of that one? I did, um,
1: and I... It kind of garnered some interest because I think South Africa did call for the match to be replayed. Um, that call was rejected. Uh, it definitely was a soft penalty. Um, but uh, obviously the match wasn't replayed and Ghana ended up
0: getting to the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, I always kind of go back to Oliver Kahn's uh, comments during the World Cup in defense of South Korea beating Italy, where the Italians were kind of claiming that the ref was unfair and stuff, and basically what Oliver Kahn said was if it comes down to one refereeing decision, then you know you don't really have a convincing case. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, hard to say though, because South Africa does claim that uh, a lot of the decisions during that game uh, went against them. Um, nevertheless, uh, uh, we have to, I don't think we've really mentioned it in that history, but South Africa's a pretty unlucky team. Uh, often kind of losing campaigns, you saw with uh, Sudan there in 2021, uh, kind of just losing campaigns in the last uh, game. So whether you want to call it bad luck or or, uh, just not finishing their business, uh, it happened again here. Okay, uh, let's move on to the uh, Local Cup 2022 again. We'll just say that they uh, reached the quarterfinals. Uh, there, because we're going to take a look at the most recent one, which was in 2023.
1: Yeah, so South Africa started with a draw against Neighbors Namibia before beating Botswana and Iswatini. Um, however, they uh, advanced directly to the semi-final where they lost to Zambia. Um, in the third place match, they went nil-nil with Malawi, but did end up winning on penalty. So it was a third place finish uh, at the 2023 Kosafa Cup, which they hosted.
0: Yeah, so uh decent performance at the game level, but once again, uh, kind of a, a result that they uh, should, uh, in a tournament where they should be doing better. Uh, let's finish with their qualification for this uh, 2023 African Cup. Yeah, well their four team group stage was reduced to three after
1: Zimbabwe were disqualified. Um, South Africa um, uh, exchanged home wins with Morocco, which was pretty good. Um, and then uh, best to Liberia. So they finished in second place, second out of three, but that was enough to uh, qualify them for this cup. So they're making a return after a one year absence absence. Yeah, absence.
0: yeah. Uh, there we go. A bit of consistency in that the tie uh, against Liberia was at home, but um, a fairly comfortable qualification there. All right, and uh, that moves us on to our last team, and uh, Namibia. Again, uh, Namibia did not uh, qualify for the 2021 African Cup, so we are going to do kind of a full look at them here. Uh, so we will begin with a look at their participation uh, and overall strength. Take it away, Connor.
1: Uh, Namibia is a former colony of Germany, and Namibia were relative latecomers, first entering the World Cup in 1994 and the African Cup in 1996, though they participated consistently in both since. Their local group is Kosafa, which is the same as South Africa, uh, which was formed in 1997 and consists of 14 nations. Um, South Africa, Zambia, and Zimbabwe probably the strongest teams there. And Namibia have participated in every edition since 1997.
0: Yeah, uh, in terms of strength, Namibia is a third-tier team, though they have uh, some shows of second-tier performances. Uh, they've never come close to reaching the World Cup, and never finishing in the top half of their main qualifying group. They have reached the Odd African Cup, uh, doing so actually every 10 years with regularity in 1998, 2008, and then 2019. And uh, the last one there was aided by the tournament expanding from 16 to 24 teams. Uh, At the local level, they're an average team in the largely third tier region. And generally get knocked out of the uh, Cosafa Cup at the group or a group stage, or if they do well, the quarterfinal stage. However, they earned uh, second place in two of the first three um, editions, and again recently, um, as well as winning their only title in 2015. Okay, let's take a look at uh, the World Cup uh, in a bit uh, more detail. So in World
1: Cup qualification, uh, Namibia usually pass a preliminary or first round if it's a knockout with a weak team. This has led them to a group stage where they earn a few results, usually at home, but invariably finish last. In recent qualification structures, this means they do not reach the final round. They do have some good scalps at home, uh, like most weaker African teams, including ties with Nigeria, Egypt and Algeria, and a win over Zimbabwe. In 2018, they beat Gambia in the first round but fell to Guinea in the second, also a knockout round. 2002 saw them a bit more competitive, finishing third in their group uh, with their only win coming on the road.
0: Okay, that's 2022,
1: Sorry.
0: I think you're you're struggling with that year, was it a bad year for you? <laughs> no, I'm not sure why, but 2022 <laughs> is correct. <laughs> okay, let's take a look at their African Cup uh, or, uh, record in overview. Um, I've actually, um, um, in contradistinction, uh, I'm trying to find an expression. Uh, They've done slightly better in the African Cup, which is better than their World Cup record. They have qualified three times, as we said, uh, 1998, 2008, and uh, 2019, and then so uh, 2023, um, uh, improving that record. Uh, Each time they had undefeated home records, plus a few road results uh, in qualifying, and uh, that was a beat they accomplished over 10 games in 1996 qualifying, so that was a good one. Uh, their results in the Cubs have an uncanny similarity. It's always one draw, one close match, and one heavy loss. Apart from those, their usual pattern is similar to World Cup qualifications. Um, when there's a preliminary or first round with a weak team, they usually pass that one. Uh, But they only earn a smattering of points in the subsequent group stage and usually finish third uh, as opposed to last place, which is their pattern in World Cup qualification. 2017 established the middling pattern mentioned above. Uh, They improved slightly on that in 2019, and that was enough for a successful qualification to the uh, expanded cup. However, in 2021, they um, Kind of resumed that middling pattern, and it didn't get them there. Yeah, so perhaps a team on the edge of uh,
1: qualifying for an expanded cup now that there's twenty-four teams.
0: Yeah, and very much so because they have uh, qualified for two of the three expanded cups. And uh, um, anyway, our look uh, doesn't um, doesn't really consider qualifying or deep dive here, but rather their performances uh, in the finals themselves. So. They've only reached it uh, three times, but let's take a look.
1: Yeah, so as you mentioned, Namibia are slightly more competitive in their African Cup campaigns than in World Cup play. Uh, They earned passage to the African Cup in their second attempt in 1998, uh, taking advantage of the competition, expanding to 16 teams from 1996, a second place finish in their group saw them through. Um, The journey there started with adventure, Uh, down 3-0 at halftime to Ivory Coast in their first African Cup match. They recovered um, to bring the score to 3-3, only to lose on a late goal. That was followed by another high-scoring affair, a 3-all draw with Angola, which gave them their only point. Uh, The scoring continued in the third game, but it was South Africa netting the ball against them uh, frequently in a 4-1 loss that landed them in
0: last place. Wow, a lot of goals there. Uh, Let's hope for the same thing this time. Uh, Okay, well, 2008 uh, was their next edition. That was uh, one, two, three, four, five editions later. So uh, 2008 saw them top a tight qualifying group for their second trip to the cup. And that tournament uh, began with goals too. Unfortunately, the goals were against them as they went down 5-1 to Morocco. It was a, a more respectable one nothing loss to Ghana and then a 1-1 draw with Guinea, uh, once again finishing last with just a single point.
1: Namibia finished second in the qualifying group in 2019, uh, which was enough to reach the expanded tournament, now at 24 teams. Here, though, they lost all three games, uh, facing three teams that had beaten them in previous tournaments, Morocco, South Africa, and Ivory Coast but so it was only a 1-0 lo- losses in the first two matches. Um, so they'll get to meet South Africa for a third time in four cups here. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: okay, well, respectable um, uh, losses there, but not losses nonetheless. Uh, that'll probably come up in our discussion. Uh, before we move on to their recent history, we're going to uh, take a look at their local cup uh, in overview. Do you want to uh, do that one? Sure,
1: so in the Kosafa Cup, uh, Namibia is sometimes strong enough to be seeded to the quarterfinals, which requires being one of the top six teams in the region. Uh, they started that tournament well, coming second in two of the first three editions, that was in 1997 and 1999. They then had a, a weak period from 2001 to seven, but from 2008 regularly reached the quarterfinals. Usually that's as far as they go, but in 2015 they surprised by winning the title. In the last two editions in two thousand nine and 2019 and 2021, they have been knocked out at the group stage.
0: Right, um, we'll take a look at those last three tournaments, uh, at least in overview, and then a closer look at the last one. Uh, but our uh, look at their recent performances begins with the 2021 African Cup, and um, take it away.
1: Um, So Namibia uh, entered in the group stage where they came third behind uh, Mali and Guinea. Uh, They did beat Guinea uh, in their final home game, but they otherwise lost all their other games to those top two. Uh, They did beat last place Chad at home, but were awarded the second game after Chad was disqualified. Uh, So in the end, they had nine points, but it was too short of a qualifying spot, uh, which was occupied by Guinea.
0: Yes, so as you said earlier, kind of uh, on the edge of qualification there. Uh, Okay, well, the first of the three recent local cups, uh, uh, they were knocked out in the first round uh, in 2021, Um, and we'll come back to take a look at how they did in 2022. But in between was the World Cup qualification for the 2022 World Cup.
1: So Namibia was among the bottom 28 teams uh, in, in uh, the CAF region, which were required to play in round one of three, which was effectively a preliminary knockout round. Um, and there they beat uh, Eritrea, uh, 4-1 on aggregate. Uh, Eritrea were actually ranked below 200 uh, in the world, where Namibia were 121st. Um, so comfortable for them, um, but they were a little bit out of depth uh, in the group stage. Uh, they did manage a, a, a one nil away win in Togo, but actually failed to win on the road. Um, They did pick up home and away draws with Congo, but otherwise lost to Senegal twice uh, and the home fixture to Togo. Um, That saw them finish third out of four, but only the top team, which was Senegal, advanced to the World Cup playoffs.
0: Yeah, just a single tie at home there. So you're never going to do well in Africa if you're not uh, taking some points at home. Uh, okay, uh, then there was the Local Cup in 2022, and a good performance there, or a good uh, result. It was a second-place finish for them, and the following tournament was also the COSAFA Cup in 2023, and that one we'll take a closer look at. Yeah, it was a bit of a fall
1: after their second-place finish. Uh, in the group stage, they tied South Africa before losing to East Watini and going goal as with Botswana. Uh, there are two points there, so on the finished last out of last in the four team group stage. So uh not a great performance from them
0: in yeah they should be uh they should be uh beating Botswana and Iswatini. Uh okay, and then the last campaign we'll look at is uh, the African Cup twenty twenty-three qualifying. Uh in other words, how did they get here? Yeah, so they're uh four
1: team A group was turned into a three-team group after Kenya um, was disqualified. Um, Cameroon won the group, but actually Namibia bested them, beating them at home and tying them on the road, and were actually bested themselves by last place Burundi. Um, Burundi tied um, in Namibia and won at home. So kind of a strange tournament where Namibia took uh, four points off the first place team and one point off the third place team. But it saw them finish right in the middle, um, second out of three. And the top two went to the uh, tournament. So that's how Namibia got here. So a bit of a strange qualifying campaign um, in, in kind of a competitive group of
0: three of just three teams. Yeah, I mean, if they had beaten Virundi uh, in that last match, although it was an away match, uh, they would have had the glory of qualifying ahead of Cameroon.
1: Yeah, well, their wins against Camero their win against Cameroon and the draw with them on the road, um, you know, it's kind of a good sign of being competitive
0: against a really top team. Yeah, you're right. It's a good note to uh, come into this tournament on for sure. And that is uh, kind of leading us into our discussion of, um, uh, or uh, into part three, which uh, will feature a discussion. Uh, but we're going to look at some stuff first, and we're going to look at the uh, pots and the rankings. Uh, let's begin with the pot order and where they were in the pots.
1: Yeah, the pot one team is Tunisia. Um, that includes the host and the top five ranked teams in Africa. And Tunisia actually at the time of the, the draw were the third ranked team in all of Africa behind only Morocco and Senegal. Um, so, you know, pretty, looks pretty good in terms of uh, the rankings there for Tunisia. Um, Mali were the third-ranked team in POT 2, so actually the same as Tunisia. Um, and South Africa were the, were the top-ranked team in POT 3. So perhaps in our discussion, we can discuss whether we see South Africa as possibly another POT 2 team. Because um, they were just on, um, yeah, just into the POT 3 instead of POT 2.
0: Yeah, and just, body,
1: just one point
0: behind uh, okay. POT 2 uh, Congo DR. So it's just a single uh, placement
1: behind them. Yeah, very, very close. Um, And then finally, Namibia, they come in as a fourth-lowest ranked team uh, in the tournament.
0: Right, so uh, yes, you're calling Tunisia uh, the uh, kind of third-place team in part one because uh, Ivory Coast uh, is actually ranked lower uh, even though they're put at the top of the pot. So that would make uh, three teams in third place in their group and then the other team uh first place in their pot. That's a pretty tough group, eh? Yeah. Yeah.
1: You feel every team's a little bit unlucky when you see another team that coming out of the pot that's right right near the top of their group, or at least in the top
0: half. Yeah. All right. Well uh that gives some indication. Let's look at their rankings in terms of uh FIFA and ELO standings. So Tunisia are uh, 29th in FIFA and
1: 32nd in ELO. Um, they've actually been um, kind of a team around 30th, often in, even in the, the 20s um, in FIFA uh, for much of the last several years. Though so that doesn't quite match with their ELO ranking, which has them closer to 50. So often 20 points behind. So those two ranking systems are close to agreement now. Um, of course, Tunisia made it to the World Cup and beat France. So that would have given them a boost. Um, but, uh, yeah, in FIFA, like I said, a top 30 team, um, is pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. I mean, FIFA seems to regard them higher, uh, than ELO in ELO. They did, uh, drop down actually quite significantly to 69th in 2016. So, um, they have risen to, uh, uh, to 32nd, uh, which is impressive, but, uh, Actually, uh, it was even as low as 80th in 2013, according to the ELO rankings.
1: Yeah, so it's a steep rise, but ELO, which tends to take more of a, a long-term historical perspective, does view them as weaker than, than FIFA, kind of, on the whole. Yeah. Uh, okay, how about Mali? So Mali are 49th in the world, according to FIFA, and 57th uh, in ELO. Um, that's shown a bit of a rise in recent years, though not dramatically so. Um we've seen that they've been pretty consistent in their qualifying campaigns. Um and they've kind of hovered around that 50th to 60th mark um in both rankings for the last five years or so.
0: Yeah, even though uh they're 25 points behind uh Mali, uh sorry, behind Tunisia in the uh ELO rankings, uh, they've been kind of um not far behind them uh, for a lot of their history. Um, Again, it's kind of Tunisia's rise over the past few years that that is separating them now.
1: Yeah. Okay, uh, third, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna talk about the POT3 team, South Africa. They're 65th in FIFA and 73rd in, in ELO. So kind of about 15 or 16 points behind Mali in both systems. Um, South Africa have kind of been in the 70s and 80s recently, um, have gone up a little bit to the 60s in in both systems, um, or I guess 73rd in ELO. Um, So a little bit of a rise, but they've kind of been um, consistently in that pack, perhaps with a bit of inconsistency as well uh, throughout that time.
0: Yeah, and uh, kind of interestingly too. Uh, in terms of the longer history, uh, it's pretty similar, uh, especially in the Elo rankings, um, to Mali and Tunisia. So, kind of historically, according to the Elo rankings, uh, these teams are fairly even. Although in recent times, it doesn't seem that way.
1: Yeah, and then finally, Namibia. They come in as one fourteenth in FIFA and one twelfth in Elo. They've. Uh maybe had a slight rise, but they've often kind of hovered in that um, kind of 110 to 120th mark. Um, You know, and that includes a couple African Cup qualifications and a couple non-qualifications over that period.
0: Yeah, and not much to add uh, there. They've pretty much always been a weaker team than the other three. All right, well, that's their uh, FIFA rankings. And let's take a look at their head-to-head record. Yeah,
1: we'll start with Tunisia uh, and South Africa. Um, and uh, it's an even record in competitive matches, two wins apiece.
0: Yeah, and uh, they uh, met in the final, as we saw in the 1996 African Cup uh, there. South Africa won that round and uh but more recently they met in the two thousand six and two thousand and eight uh, African cups group stage, and Tunisia won both of those, so they haven't really met recently, but it's an even record overall
1: yeah, Tunisia and Namibia um it's Tunisia with the winning record, two wins from two matches, but those aren't that recent either
0: no nineteen ninety eight so we'll have to see uh how they stack up here, although I do think it'll be uh. Uh, Fairly similar.
1: Uh, Mali and Tunisia. um, Actually, it's Mali with the better better record here. uh, The pot two team. They have two wins, two draws, and a loss. So it's still pretty close. And uh, this history is recent. At least some of it.
0: Yeah, and we talked about it during the history. It's a pretty thrilling recent history with that. refereeing debacle in the 2021 African cup group stage and then the uh the uh, dreaded um back pass that decided the 2022 world cup qualifying pair of games between them uh, pretty exciting and actually besides that in the 2019 African cup um uh, they tied 1-1 there also yeah the last
1: three matches zone have been a win, and a draw and a loss apiece. So very little to choose between these two teams.
0: Yeah, in terms of the head to head for sure. Uh
1: Mali and South Africa have met twice in uh in the African Cup and Mali has uh wins in both those uh matches. Uh so they have the perfect 2 and 0 record against South Africa.
0: Yeah, that's right. And we did see those because they were fairly significant games. So in the 2002 uh Quarterfinal of the African Cup and the 2013 quarterfinal, which Mali, uh, which South Africa hosted, uh, Mali getting the better of them in both of those.
1: Between Mali and Namibia, Mali has dominated with four wins, a draw, and a loss in that fixture.
0: Yeah, 1996, uh, maybe not relevant um, at this point, but they did exchange wins there. Uh, We did see in the 2021 African Cup qualifying that Mali beat them uh, twice, although it was only by one goal margins in both cases. Yeah,
1: and then South Africa and Namibia, um, they've met twice and South Africa has won both those matches.
0: Right, both of them in the African Cup group stage. Once in nineteen ninety-eight, where uh, South Africa was a lot stronger than now. Uh, more recently, in the in two thousand and nineteen, um, but South Africa won that one too.
1: Yeah, but some exciting uh, history and and lots of games in the African Cup itself. So it should be uh, should be a good group.
0: Yeah, uh, South Africa and Namibia always uh, seem to find each other in the group stage of the African Cup um uh, we have done um odds when we uh do these uh group and team preview podcasts uh because we do uh like to know what the odds makers are thinking unfortunately it's a bit too far before the cup to find those so uh we're thinking if there's enough information to cover that we will do a late update um uh on the team's um just before the cup but we'll have to see if we do that we will include the odds but uh, we don't have any available so uh let's take a look at the uh, rankings and i'll begin the discussion by asking you whether you generally agree uh with the position of the teams here
1: well the rankings show a clear separation between all of the teams um in both systems between tunisia mali south africa and namibia um and i have to say probably uh disagree a little bit. Um, I think Mali and Tunisia are much closer um, than uh, than the ranking suggests and that partly goes on their, their history and their recent meetings. Yes, Tunisia got to the World Cup and did well in the Arab Cup, so I don't want to take anything away from them, but I think they're perhaps a little bit overestimated here. Um, we mentioned kind of a sharp increase in their rankings, um, especially in Elo, where they were often around kind of forties and fifties, so much closer to Mali. And I think that's probably a little bit more representative of the distance between
0: the teams. Yeah, I think that's well put and uh, you're right. You reminded me of the Arab cup performance, which was uh, quite good there. Uh, you know, otherwise uh, I, I, I feel Tunisia is a bit less convincing than their rankings suggest. Uh, you know, they probably got huge points from that win over France in the world cup beating uh, a world cup finalist there and we saw how close it was between Mali and them uh, in the qualification for that cup so uh, even if we just do go on the head-to-head between Mali and Tunisia suggests a pretty close battle uh, for top spot there
1: and on top of that Mali have been pretty consistent obviously unlucky to lose in the world cup playoff against Tunisia but um, they put together a string of really solid World Cup and Africa cup qualifying campaign so I think they come into this in good form and I think they're um, I think they'll be quite competitive at the top of this table
0: yeah I, I do too I, I, I see it as a bit of a toss-up between those two even though the the rankings don't really suggest that uh, if you're ready to move on would you say uh, South Africa can join them in that battle at the top um,
1: possibly um, I see them probably closer to the top than to Namibia at the bottom. Um, South Africa have put together some okay campaigns, kind of falling at the last hurdle as we we kind of mentioned. Um, I don't see them probably as as a com- as complete a team or really with the recent history to prove their competitiveness to the same degree that Mali and Tunisia have. Um, so I see them as a little bit of a step below these two teams, um, but. I'm not sure if you agree with me or, or whether you think that they could um be pushing at uh
0: for first place in this group uh well in response to the to the last question i think they could they have the uh potential to do it we saw the population is uh is much bigger than these other teams and they're a decent soccer country they have a good league uh so i think they have the potential but they remind me a bit of uh china you know where they have Uh, potential, they should be doing much better than they are, but somehow they never seem to uh, get around to doing it uh, after 2010 at least and, um, you know, if you were to make an argument that uh, South Africa is going to be in the mix for the top team uh, or for for the top spot here, my response would be uh, I'll believe it when I see it because um, I think like uh, uh, probably like South African fans there. They're not holding their breath because they're a bit jaded with uh, South Africa's continuous kind of failure to make it, as you say, even at the last hurdle. But, um, you know, they're just not getting the job done.
1: Yeah, and I think that's it. They haven't quite proven it in recent years, including failing to qualify for the last cup, Um, you know, that they're kind of ready to go back to that consistent second tier or even first tier level where they have been in the past so um i think their ranking especially relative to tunisia and molly is is kind of correct um, but that said they're not that far behind um, they're they're 15, 16 points behind Mali, which is not that many and i think tunisia you know they're closer than the ranking suggests so yeah it, it's possible but i i think Mali and tunisia are a bit more proven at this level
0: yeah, and that's that's the thing. They are more proven. I mean, we saw South Africa can uh, do well. They beat the host Egypt uh, in the uh, was that 2019, I guess, and, and came even close in the quarterfinals uh, in a game against Nigeria. So they certainly have the potential. But we also saw uh, most recently, you know, a good campaign in reaching this cup, but then a lapse in the home game with uh, Liberia um that seems to trip them up so uh, i mean honestly i don't want to be ironic here but i honestly wouldn't be surprised to see them kind of beat tunisia and time alley or something and then lose to namibia in the third game kind of thing
1: yeah well and that i i do think south africa is namibia's best chance for points here um other other games are not totally out of the question but i think they They come in definitely the weakest team. The South Africa game is interesting given that they've met before and and given their, you know, geographical and and kind of intertwined histories. But, um, yeah, I would be very surprised to see Namibia finish anything other than than last place, even if they do manage to get a win, as they've done in some previous, or a, a point as they've done in some previous Cups.
0: Yeah, I got to agree with you there. I'm kind of hoping for them. I usually root for the underdog, and I think they do have a chance against South Africa. Uh, Not sure how relevant it is, but they did uh, tie them in the uh, 2023 COSAFA Cup. Um, And uh, if we look at Namibia's history in the final, they usually uh, eke out a point uh, somewhere along the way. And as you say, that could be against South Africa here. But uh, I would be surprised to see them uh, challenging beyond that. In fact, I'd say the best that they could do here would be uh, kind of as a spoiler team. You know, maybe uh, take a point off a team that that um, influences their campaign.
1: Yeah. Do you think there's two two teams with Mali in South Africa? Or would you not kind of give South Af put South Africa quite at in
0: that level? No, I agree with what you said about South Africa. Uh, in that, I'd have to kind of see it to really uh, accept that. Um, but I think uh, what we have right here is the correct ranking. Uh, but I think they do have the potential. Uh, if they up their game a bit, they have the potential to be in the mix here. But again, I'm not. I, I wouldn't kind of predict it. Yeah uh that was good uh in terms of the group how do you see these teams doing in terms of the overall tournament do you see any uh semi-finalists amongst the teams here i don't hear um molly were knocked
1: out at the round of 16 um last time on penalty so i think they um you know so close to the world cup i think they they can get to the quarterfinals um but that's probably as far as i see them going um and then for Tunisia, I mean, they, they did one better. They actually got to the quarterfinals last time. Um, and I think they do well to reach that again. So realistically, I think the quarterfinals um, is kind of the limit. If South Africa got out, they I kind of see them going out at the round of 16, unless they were able to pull kind of a another big upset.
0: Yeah. Uh, Tunisia did finish fourth in 2019. But uh, as I've said, kind of with the World Cup, I just find them a bit unconvincing uh, in that I wouldn't kind of see them as a power, like, yes, they're going to reach the semi semifinals uh, because they're such a great team. Um, uh, I could see them reaching the quarterfinals, which seems to be their standard uh, finish. Mali, on the other hand, you know, once they get past the group stage, they've done, uh, they've uh, kind of done better than expected, a bit like Burkina Faso there um no way you feel
1: i think it's possible I, I think Mali are actually quite a good team i think um i i'm kind of excited for them i think they um you know could perhaps be a bit of a, a dark horse um yeah i think they could get past the quarterfinal but i think they could go on a bit of a run here um they finished ahead of tunisia in the 2021 african cup when these two teams were grouped together four points ahead of them in fact um, and then really we were kind of stalled with a penalty shootout loss in the in the round of 16. So I think Mali could go on a bit of a run this time. Um, and I guess for Tunisia, they've proven themselves a difficult team to beat and a difficult team to score against um, on top of that. So that defensive record, if, if it stays true again,
0: that could kind of see them
1: progress um, a little bit deeper in the tournament.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I got to say, uh, just my sense is that uh, I think Mali has the potential to go a bit deeper into the tournament than Tunisia have, even though uh, I don't necessarily see them as a a stronger team overall. We we both agreed that they're fairly even. Um, uh, But you know, uh, even though we said this was a fairly strong group, three of them uh, coming from the third place slot in their pot and one of them coming from the top slot, uh, we should be saying one of them... uh, is a semi-finalist, but yeah, I don't, I don't really see it. I think Mali have the potential, but it would be a bit of a surprise if they did, um, or, or if any of the teams did.
1: I agree. I don't see any of these teams reaching the final four, um, despite coming from kind of good positions within their pots. I think it's a bit too much to ask of any of them.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I gotta say, I'm a little tired of your hemming and hawing here. And uh, I really wish uh, in the podcast you would be firm and lay down your prediction for this group. I'm going to say Mali first. I think
1: they, uh, they have a good shot at winning this group, as they did, um, again, finishing out of Tunisia last time. Um, so I think Mali uh, will finish first. I think Tunisia will be second and South Africa third. Um, and then Namibia fourth. Um, you know, I don't really see any other uh, fate for Namibia. I think the other three teams could be in a bit bit of a mix up, but Mali, Tunisia, South Africa,
0: and Namibia is uh, what I'm saying. Okay, well, South Africa, I believe they went through uh, as the last third place team was that in 2019? Yeah, they went through uh, with just one win actually. All right, so do you uh, uh, do you see that potential here uh, the third place team uh, making it through?
1: Possibly, um, but I also think that if South Africa underperforms a little bit, they could be susceptible to a tie from Namibia, um, who have got points in two of their three previous Cups. So I'm not confident enough to say for sure that they'll go through.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, fundamentally, it would be uh, the teams beating up on Namibia uh, for all three of them to pass through. And uh, as you said, I'm not sure Namibia is, is quite that weak that they'll be um they'll be beaten in in all three games although i think in 2019 they were yeah uh yes okay well uh now i have to um i have to uh uh fix my own humming and hawing over this uh group and uh i was i i thought i was going to be controversial by saying uh that i saw amalia's coming out as the winner of the group they did in uh 2021 There and and not necessarily that that's really representative. Uh, It's been close with Tunisia, so I think either one of them could win the group. Uh, But you've mentioned kind of Mali's good, uh, convincing campaign, so I just see them as a little bit more convincing than Tunisia. So uh, as much as it um, as much as it bothers me to agree with you, Connor, I am going to agree and say Mali, Tunisia, South Africa, and Namibia.
1: All right. Well, we're both calling, uh, uh, um, you know, predicting Molly to rise. So we'll see if that's that's true or or whether we'll stick close to plot order. Or something entirely different.
0: (laughs) Great. Well, good talking to you about this, Connor. And that leaves us with uh, just group F to do. We originally planned to tag on our past, present, and future plans for the media cast. But we have instead decided to put a link to that 10-minute video in the show notes. It covers what we're working on, and what we plan to do over the next nine months. We would like to thank Pixabay and Alexey Ivanov of Mapa Music for the wonderful background music accompanying this media cast.